0: welcome you back to another episode of between us and y'all i am yasmin i'm nafis and this is our podcast between us and y'all safe space for mothers and sons to have conversations today we're going to have some guests again but before we introduce them as we normally do we like to advertise for local businesses today we will be advertising a local company by the name of ruramai cosmetics this is a young sister in the community her name is the guest Baiana, and she makes products for your face and your body this is a face mask that i just purchased and used myself and it's actually really 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 good see my skin is nice and popping i used the um the mask a few days ago and so i'll put the comments about that particular um company in the um, link below so that you can support her just in time for whatever holiday you're getting ready for and the guest that we have today asha haygood i'm going to introduce her formally in just a second but i do want to inform our listeners that she is the niece of our beloved doctor askari um, who has been the doctor for my son who's here he's 20 years old now he, she was his doctor starting at five years old and many of our listeners you know as you're listening you'll know that she was their doctor you know and she is currently in a different position right now and so i'm going to offer a link below so that you can offer her support if you have the ability to do so but all of our listeners who have been patients of hers who have been to her office we want to make sure that we offer her support and so without further ado i want to introduce our guest like i said we have asha haygood today if you could introduce yourself
1: all right assalamualaikum i'm asha haygood i'm happy to be here thank you for having us Yasmin um i am a mother of four there's two of those four and uh married to brother isan muhammad um i'm a librarian a teacher a trainer and i am happy to be here <laughs> these are my sons
2: we have abdul rahim and hassan uh, like, uh, she said but yeah i 17 years old, going on 18. Uh, I'm in high school right now, but I'm about to be finished probably in this year. And next year, I'm doing uh, online school, so I'm moving at my own pace, so like, yeah. And when I get out, most likely I'm going to trade school for, electric, for electricity, electrician work, and then going to, you know, Work with
3: my uncle and stuff like that. And shop. And, and next was that in the corner. <laughs> uh my name is Hashim Muhammad. I'm thirteen. And um uh, I do YouTube videos and I do gaming stuff and make videos with my cousins sometimes. And I'm in seventh grade and I like I like to wrestle and play games with him and make jokes and make people laugh.
0: Well, you're definitely making us laugh. We appreciate it. (laughs) And we appreciate that introduction. Um, I've known Asha for over 10 years, you know, and seen her be a mother and a friend in the community, you know, and I appreciate this family. We have our um, different guests that are on not- and particularly for a particular topic it's just that we know as mothers we usually can speak on any topic because we usually are faced with all types of topics so today our particular topic that we're talking about is on the topic of dropping out and uh, we're focusing specifically on emotional roller coasters in the community and when we say dropping out we're talking about um, how to manage emotional roller coasters that can come up when you decide to stop doing a thing that you've been doing for a long time it could be habits. It could have been whatever the thing is. It's something that you decided to stop doing. Even with Hassan, if he decided to stop YouTubing, you know, maybe that would be a thing that it would be something that he dropped out of. But we're talking about the emotions that come from um, that thing after you decide to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so as we start with any guests, we usually start with our first question, which is our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. We try to incorporate that in everything we do. and We try to dedicate time to each particular area. Does your family have a family motto? And if so what is it?
1: We had never really formally discussed it, but I had an idea what it was. So I asked my husband and he said, our family motto is, were you around when you said? He said, be for Allah and Allah will be for you. I would have thought he would have said study. <laughs> I will study. <laughs> like, wow. What would you have thought that was good? What did he suit say? Up. You said what?
3: Well, after Salah, we um take a family walk, and he always says, suit up. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What does that mean,
0: suit up? Just get like, ready. Get ready. Oh, get ready. Okay all right we just want to translate for our listeners that this muhammad uh language we want to- oh, right. <laughs> so that's powerful though that you guys as a family are praying together you know and walking together and experiencing outside time together that's good So we support that we hope our listeners do too all right so we're going to jump into our first question Nafisa's is going to jump start
4: us off for so- the next question is we are, we have all made brave decisions to stop doing a thing that we used to do. This may or may not have caused us to experience what's known as an emo- emotional roller coaster. Have you ever experienced an emotional roller coaster from dropping a habit? If so, what did that look like? And there's no
0: wrong answer. It doesn't have to be anything that's super technical. It could be any habit.
1: Okay. Well, they said I should go first. Um, <laughs> I used to, uh, I blogged daily. It was a commitment I made to myself to uh, to write because um, a writer I respected said, okay, you want to be a writer? Then write. <laughs> Do you write every day? And I'm like, nope. So um, I blogged daily and then um, I just kind of dropped the habit. I, don't, I think it happened around the time that just things got way too busy. Um, but I do often lament, you know, just dropping the habit and, um, because I was like getting my writing muscle much stronger when I was doing it every day, <laughs> even when I didn't feel like it. So I just beat up on myself a little bit about it.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Any of the young men?
2: For me, it was, uh, like not drop, dropping out, but from public school to go and do online school. The reason why I made that decision was because, of like, no shade or anything to the school that I went to, Creekside, but it's not exactly the best school. You know, it doesn't have like, I was into a lot of stuff there, no like, shade. that I shouldn't have been into. And then when I realized that, like, during the middle of the year, it was kind of too late. So, what went uh, to my mom and dad like I don't really think I want to go here no more because I could just see myself failing everything because I can't focus. So left there and then I started doing online school and it's kind of a big adjustment. Like I was super like just down, like drained the energy. Like I was not waking up on time to do my work. I was asleep to like one, one, two o'clock not doing my work on time, but like now like I'm adjusting to it or, or better than I was at first. Oh, they
0: Congratulations, I'm love. How about you, Hassan? Mm-hmm.
4: Okay.
0: Fine. All right. So we didn't get a chance to introduce Nafis formally. So if he can introduce himself, and then you can you can answer that question.
4: Okay. Well, my name is Nafis Hassan. I'm 20. I just... <laughs> and yeah, that's all I, I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a college student. I'm going to Alabama A&M, and I'm studying sociology. And then oh. to be a filmmaker and a sociologist.
1: We don't okay. have to talk, brother Nappy. <laughs> <laughs> so you were
4: going to
1: answer that. Question. Here for treatment, brother Nappy.
4: <laughs> In terms of my answer, I guess uh, an emotional roller coaster was, I guess like stop trying to uh I don't know uh, i let you go first because us. still got to think about it
0: all right so first I want to commend Abdul Rahim for making the decision to take control of your education you know for our listeners it's, it's not very common that young black men have the ability and the permission to do so you know and the support to do something like that from their family so I commend the Muhammad family for even supporting him in that decision because I know some listeners will probably hear what he said and say, I decided to come home and go to online school. They'd be like, who did you decide to do that with? You know, a lot of people just uh, just think that you shouldn't have the permission to make that decision on your own. And I commend you for recognizing that the school was not serving you because oftentimes the schools are not serving our families, you know. Mm -hmm. So I uh, commend you for taking your education in your own hands. And it sounds like you have a, a strong plan to go to trade school, which is something that will pay and something that will, you know, be something that you can provide for yourself. And we need an electrician too, so you got a client in our house if you, you know, want to go to school. So inshallah, when you finish, you don't have to worry about where your work will come from, you know. And then, as far as my answer, um, something a habit that I dropped out of was people pleasing. It's a thing that, you know, oftentimes people that know me think that I'm fun and laughing all the time and I'm always just, you know, joking and most people don't know that I'm actually pretty serious and, and, and always analyzing things, you know, and oftentimes my humor is a way to break the ice for conversations that people are not ready to have, you know, and so for a long time I used to, um, you know, not, not get into the conversations that I wanted to have with people, you know, and just let the humor be a thing that was the only thing we talked about. And then I stopped, you know, I stopped worrying about what people thought and just kind of went straight into being who I wanted to be, you know, And so that's reflective of who I am today. But it was very much emotional to go through you know losing friends or losing people's opinions of me you know and losing support in a sense because people were supporting it all old, old me you know so that's my particular thing if you got any things if you don't you don't have to answer it
3: <laughs> we can move on to the next question <laughs> all
0: right cool all right then I want to make sure that y'all y'all are cool with if you don't feel like you have something don't feel like you have to have any pressure This conversation is really, honestly, just to open up a conversation between moms and sons, you know, about this particular topic in a very organic way. And this, so our next question is, what strategies did you put in place to handle any emotional roller coasters you may have experienced? So when you started going through those things you were feeling, what, did you put any strategies in place? And if so, what did they look like?
1: For me, and I tried to, impart this to them as well but of course it'll be um, you know it'll take time but like when you're kind of going into a tailspin about something I always ask immediately where's the fire like where's the fire (laughs) like um, and that kind of brings me back down to earth so I can really just take like a balanced assessment of what it is I'm fearful of I go back to my Baba, baba uh, Wakessa and Mama Afia. teaching
0: you what is it? a little bit of shoulders.
1: Yes. What, what, is what is it I'm fearful of? And then just, I that and, you know, just get down, all the way down to the bottom of it. Um, I, during this crisis, I, I, I instituted this other thing where cause I'm like, we're always in this fight or flight. So I was like, I need to replace that with faith or faith. I don't even give myself an option, like not fight or flight, cause that'll have me just crazy all the time, but just going to that faith place quicker. And I'm trying to, you know, get them to do the work. <laughs> and then they get there. What, what do you do I mean, to? What do you do to work through your emotional <laughs> roller
2: coasters? Yeah. yeah overthinking. So overthinking can lead into a lot of other stuff, a lot of other problems. So somewhere along the line, like I have moments where I realize that I'm overthinking too much, because sometimes I can know that I'm overthinking too much, but it'll still just go over my head, and I just continue to just fall into that pit of overthinking. Dude. But at times, I could stop myself and then just like remember, like just pray and leave it in Allah's lot hands sometimes. Like I try to control too much. Like I try to do way too much and a little bit of stuff is out of my hands. Like out of my, can't do anything about it. So I just started to leave stuff in Allah's hands, do what I can do and yeah. do what you can yeah. your camel. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and have faith. <laughs>
0: Alright, I want to I wanna, um, ask that question in a different way for Hansel because I do want to hear from you, young man. When you're YouTubing and making your videos and something happens that causes you frustration, you know, how do you handle that?
3: Uh, um, if, if somebody, like, tries to come for my videos, then I'm going to get on them in the comment section.
1: <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what I hear is retaliation.
3: <laughs> sometimes
0: you gotta retaliate, sometimes you have to. Mm. As long as you got to plan and as long as you safe, that's what matters. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so next question. Did I answer it? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't answer the question. So strategies that I put in place to handle my emotional roller coasters, Um, well, one thing is very similar to what you said, Asha, is paying attention to what the fire is. Like, what is the issue? I usually, instead of saying fire, I ask myself, what's the violation? Like, how are you being violated? You know, and I ask myself that question because honestly, sometimes there is no violation or there is no fire. It's just residue that's left over and you haven't really processed it, you know? And so when I ask myself that question, I can really identify that. You asked me, you're still tripping on something. That's you know something you're still healing through, and give yourself time to get through it. But you've got to get through this. You know this can't be a thing that keeps eating away at you. You know, um, I might have mentioned this before on another episode, but one of my ways to get through emotional roller coasters is making bread. You know, a lot of people know me to be a break a baker. And making bread, if you've never made it, is very hard. It's a a workout on your hands, and you got to knead the dough, and you got to push it, and you can even punch it sometimes. You know, but the reality is, you got to put a lot of work in with your hands, and it's a lot of you know physical work that Mm -hmm. it ends up being a thing that's kind of like a workout. You know, so I do that, and then also um, I'm a writer, so a lot of times I might write, you know, to one of my favorite songs. You know. this morning, actually, I was writing, thinking about this brother, um, Ahmed, I don't know if that's how you say it, but Ahmed Arbery, I've Hi. mm-hmm. given his name totally a Muslim, you know, pronunciation. i it. <laughs> that,
1: that's
0: his name for me, you know, but I, I was thinking of him, you know, last night and his mother, you know, thinking of her in her first mother's day without her son, you know, mm-hmm. that's coming up, you know, on Sunday. And I started thinking of this song uh, by Frank Ocean, Godspeed. It's a song that he's, you know, talking about grieving and letting go, and I just started thinking of her and, and I got so sad and it just, I just played it over and over and began to write, you know, and just writing for mothers who've lost their sons and people that are grieving, you know what I mean? And so oftentimes for me, I pair music with writing, and that's how I get through some of my emotional roller coasters. All right. Oh.
4: Um. The answer to her question is kind of similar to what she was saying, like my first strategy that I do was I kind of take a step back and ask myself, um, why is the reason why I'm mad about the situation? And if I can't really answer that question to myself, then I shouldn't be mad about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And because, you know, like you said, if, if, you, if you're um, bent over a situation and you're not really trying to understand anything and you're sitting there thinking and you're like, well, what's the real reason that's getting me mad and you can't really come to the decision then why should you be mad over
1: it?
4: Right. So also, I like, I like to take a step back and just take a day for myself and just really like to go through all the emotions. And because you know, we're still individuals and we are human and we all yeah. do feel and we can feel all the emotions that we can. So definitely trying to take a step back for myself and, you know, breathe. Or be happy, or be angry, and give myself time. Give myself time, and definitely like how she said uh, of expressing that uh, emotions through uh, different ways, like maybe art, or making a tie dye, or making writing. So definitely um, getting getting that emotion out there and expressing it in a different way to show my concern about a different problem or situation that's happening. And definitely just listen to my favorite music today make me understand the situation more. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh the next question is after getting through those emotional roller coasters, do you have any habits where you were happy to let go of?
1: Um, I'd say the habit of panicking first. <laughs> that was that was good. that was what popped up for me. So the habit of like just immediately going into panic mode, I was very happy to share that habit and I just I just curved that whole (laughs) emotion and that doesn't mean that I don't give it the due seriousness or you know figure out what practically needs to be done or whatever but I'm not going to be in this panic state because it does not serve It, 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 it 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 don't love me my blood pressure nothing so that's a habit that I've broken some days I can arrive at that spot at that space sooner than others. Like on a good day I can get there like this, but you know, sometimes it takes a while. Okay. How about y'all,
0: young man? Mm,
2: overeating. Cause that's yeah, for okay. uh,
0: Wait, overeating? Yeah.
2: Oh okay. For probably five five years ago. Five or four years ago. I was kind of like big on a big area. And I mean, to me, no, nope, what people said didn't really get to me. It was just kind of like myself, like looking at myself and then that would affect me. And then I knew the whole reason why I was like it because like my family genes, is, does not just make us like big or anything like that? So I knew the only reason I was like that because of a habit that I created on for some other stuff, based off some other stuff, I started overeating, and like over time, like I started getting into sports, like going to the gym more, watching what I ate, and then I just got started getting more slimmer. So yeah, overeating was a big thing. We can't have it. Way more mindful about your health. That's what's
0: up. Congratulations all right hassan how about when these people are coming at you in the comments and you decide to retaliate you tapping and type in all caps you going off on somebody <laughs> has there been a time where you had to catch yourself and say this is going too far you know i gotta stop this i gotta be the better person or did you just continue with the with the
3: <laughs> you like, somebody like in the comment, they said my video was trash so i was going to say something and then i knew it like it's not trash. It was just one person, and it's not about their opinion if they're gonna say something bad. Like so I just left it at that. You I mean, felt good about. Oh, those
0: that. are some strong um, positions that you guys have taken. I mean, honestly, those are really good because the thing is, is sometimes people come come for you, and the reality is that they do it because they are envious of what you're doing. You know envious of the fact that you are moving forward you know with whatever it is that you're doing so i'm happy that you guys have decided to be the better person you know take care of yourself and move forward um one of my things that i stopped doing that i'm proud of is um, assuming the worst all the time um oftentimes when i got into the habit of telling myself the worst thing first so that i could breathe faster Like if, you know, if I knew what the worst thing was, it would allow me to get through a thing faster, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would always assume there was something really bad happening or always a bad thing in place, you know, when in actuality there was nothing bad about it. It was just nothing happening. But I was just like, you know what? These people are probably, you know, they don't like me or they didn't call me back because of these reasons, when in actuality, the person's phone was broken. or something. <laughs> okay. I had just made all these things in my mind, you know, that I got to the habit of associating with that particular event, when in actuality, that wasn't the case. Then after I even actually, we share something that I used to, I well, I go through overeating every now and then still, you know what I mean? And so I actually went through that and it's a thing I've gone through over the years with dealing with weight loss and weight gain and, how people treat you when you're skinny and how they treat you when you're heavy. You know, I've noticed the difference. But one thing I let go of is um, associating things that I like to eat with sadness. And so sometimes sometimes when you're eating and you're saying, you know, I want this ice cream because I'm sad, I started to, to realize I was eating way more ice cream during those times as opposed to I might actually really like pistachio ice cream and I could just eat a little bit. It doesn't have to be five cups, you know, of it at one time. So I started to separate those things and make sure I had held on to some of the things that I liked to, you know, without shedding all those things.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: anything?
4: My answer to that question is uh, not being so so hard on myself to the point where I'm telling myself affirmations that are negative, mm. because um, especially being in, um, going through high school and going into college, you know, Going through classes and trying to pass the classes, and also just transitioning and becoming a young adult, not believing in, uh, just trying to believe in myself more and understand that I'm still growing as a person and still growing as a, a young adult. And still, the decisions that I make are still gonna uh, impact me as I'm growing up, but it's not gonna shape me who I am. So, to understand that I'm still blossoming out of my cocoon and not to be so hard on so. myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I
0: love it alright so our next question is do you ever encourage one another to experience an emotional roller coaster as long as you want or do you put a time limit on the process like do you do you say this is how long this needs to last and you need to stop or I do you yeah. that
1: I do like I don't think I formally put a time limit on it but I do try to encourage um, just not being stagnant in the in the emotional roller coaster. Like if I see one of them staying and I think it's clear who might stay in a space longer between the two of them. <laughs> but if I see them staying in a place that you know them like you need to get to the bottom of this it. like you talked about, um, unpacking them, um, honoring the emotion, questioning it, like uh, Brother Lapis said, like what what is this teeth about, what I'm mad about. Holding yourself accountable for those feelings and, um, yeah, and then moving through it. So we can't stay there forever. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about you? How about Dr. Raheem or Hassan? Do
2: you want to answer that? <clears throat> no, to be honest. Sometimes be soaking in self-pity like and I know I will but I just do it because it gives me an excuse to be lazy time. so I'll just do it I'll do it and then after a while then I realize all right bro, now you tripping because you can't just stay like this the whole time like you can't stay like this all your life or you can't just let small situations or small like I'll put these I just say small pebbles in your path or rocks in your path stop you from moving like Mm -hmm. you just gotta Or at least know how to move around them. Yeah. Eventually you just move around them. Keep going.
4: Okay. Um I would say yes and no. Uh, sometimes I do put a time limit on it, but sometimes I don't. And the reason why is to understand in case if that situation happens again in a different way, that I'm able to understand it and able to, in uh, a situation that comes again quickly. So I'm prepared for it. And not to say that I like, you know, being in a negative situation or uh, just like to see people mad or something like that, but just to really understand how that person deals with things and how I'm able to present a different solution in a different way.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, we all have similar answers. Um, for me, sometimes um, I try to ask myself how much time do you need for this, you know, and be realistic with myself. How much time is this going to really take me, you know, to, to grieve? Because sometimes you really don't know how long a grief process is going to take, you know. And what my fear is sometimes is that the grief is, will overcome me in, in the inappropriate times, you know, because I haven't really addressed it, you know, and so you find yourself in meetings at work and or in a, hanging out with your girls or something and suddenly you bust out crying and nobody knows what's going on. Now nobody wants to hang out with you anymore because you're always crying and strange, you know. So I try to ask myself, you know, have I really dealt with this? You know, so I might give myself, you know, a day or say, you know what, this is going to get, I need at least two days. And within those two days, I'm actively doing something that's intentionally trying to, address this problem, I'm not ignoring it, you know, because if not, I'm the type of person where it'll pop up randomly and everybody start thinking I'm a strange person and I don't, I don't want those kind of relationships. So we got to go into our last two questions and we're going to answer these a little bit differently. These particular questions, um, we want to give advice to our listeners and um, we'll, we'll ask the questions and Nafisa and I will offer an answer first. But um, for you guys, if you can offer some advice to our listeners as far as, you know, this question is concerned, that would be helpful. So the next question.
4: The next question is, as we have experienced leaving behind a habit or a commitment, it sometimes can cause a toll on our communal relationships. Let's discuss a time when you made a change that received backlash from the community who are a of. All
0: right, so, um, so I'll start. One time I I can say is getting divorced, you know, got divorced and nobody understood, you know, why were you getting divorced after being single for so long? You know, I think I was single for maybe like six years, maybe seven years. And um, people don't understand relationships. You know, they don't understand the, the interior of it. And so I got a lot of backlash for what everybody decided was a terrible decision to leave this wonderful man, you know, who just, all he wants to do is just love you and black love and all this stuff, you know, and people create these narratives of your relationships and they don't know what your narrative has been, you know, and when I decided to do that, um, it was hard, you know, it was very challenging. It was a lot of emotional roller coasters, a lot of lost friendships, shedding of, you know, relationships and stuff like that. But I have no regrets, you know, for doing that because it was what I needed, you know, and um, it was an issue, you know. So I was <laughs> that, that would be my example. How about you? <laughs> Any particular thing that you decided to stop doing that you felt like the community treated treated you differently when you stopped doing it?
4: No, I don't. Um, no, actually, uh... Kind of in the same lines was probably, I was in a relationship maybe a couple of years ago. And when I had got out of it for better, to better myself, the community kind of looked at me in a different way and responded to me in a different way. And it kind of made me have to realize that, you know, people do see you in a different light when you are in a relationship. When you are not, you know, so having to understand that, you know, I have to be happy for myself with all the decisions that I make. and I'm not, Even though I do want to please my community and present myself in the best way, I also have to present myself in the best way to myself. Mm. All
0: right, so if, if you all were to offer advice to our listeners as far as what are some good advice on how to deal with letting something go that ends up impacting you um, with backlash from the
1: communities that you're a part of? Um i would advise a person to just really have some um intense self-reflection because if they feel good and solid about their decision then you know regardless of what the um chatter from the community or whatever is um then it, it should be it, you should be you should be good and i say self-reflection but Ultimately, I would say to be making strong dua istakada, um, asking a lot for that guidance because kind of rudderless, you know, without tapping into that source. So um, that that's definitely what I would advise, and then just let the community talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You know, laughs>
1: they good at that, yeah.
0: Raheem, <laughs> how about you? Do you
2: have any advice for our young men listening that might be dealing with backlash in the community when they stop doing something that the community didn't like? Yes, a lot, because I've been in this situation before where I just, I'm not saying do what I did, because in my situation, I just removed myself from the community as a whole. And when I remove myself, like when I fully remove myself from something, and I just become completely nonchalant to it, like in every aspect, like I don't look back. I don't give no- anybody from that setting the time of day for anything anymore, because it's just, it was just, there was a lot of stuff that went on there and they have to go on. And it was a lot of, you know, I feel like it was already a lot of undercover, like energy towards me the moment I got there. And I don't know why, but. I don't know, happens like that sometimes but for me it'll be distance yourself focus on yourself and like once you focus on yourself you don't even have to leave the community like that if you focus on yourself like spend time with yourself like stuff that they might say in the community or the community might uh, like make you feel like it won't really affect you like that because you've done enough self reflection to know that most of the stuff they're saying isn't true or if it is true then you're working towards making it not true like changing it
3: mm-hmm.
2: trust that Allah got you alright Hassan how
0: about how about if somebody comes and they want to say you know I'm, I'm a YouTuber and I make these videos nobody likes them they're always talking trash about me and any man finds out that he' they, making some videos and he got something to say about the videos what do you say to the listeners that Decide
3: they want to keep doing their videos regardless of what anybody says. Keep going. That they're just hating. That they got more club (laughs) than (laughs)
0: you. I like that, sir. All right, cool. Thank you for answering. All right, we're gonna end with one question. Um, this We're gonna answer it in the same way. Before we do though, did you have anything? Is, uh, you answered it already? Okay, so um, the last question is, has there ever been a thing you let go of that your community influenced you to shed? And if so, what was the outcome of that decision? You wanna answer first? Something that the community kind of gave you the push that you should probably let go of that thing and stop doing that, and if so, How did
4: that turn out for you? To really figure out what I want to do for college Mm -hmm. um, because at the time it was really really hard for me to make a decision on what I wanted to study especially going through well I'm a sophomore about to be a junior now and trying to figure really figure out what I really want to do and so being in the community and having those people around that actually do the stuff that I want to do, like being a filmmaker or being a sociologist and having those conversations with them and really uh, persuading me to do what I want to do is really uh, help me And to you know, not let other people's decisions, you know, affect you and even my mom's decisions. Because even though uh, my mom is really uh, a part of the decisions that I make, I also have to make decisions for myself and what I want to present back to the table. So definitely, I, you know, that's what the community has helped me to share, you?
0: Yeah, so for me, mine would be um, this interesting because I volunteer a lot, and I was volunteering to the point that it was affecting my health, and so I kind of started paying attention to the community not paying attention to that, and the fact that they weren't paying attention is what helped me decide that I wasn't going to do that anymore. I was going to stop, you know, and make more time for myself and my family, you know, and the things that I wanted to do that didn't have anything to do with volunteering or activism or whatever it was, you know, I was gonna stop and just enjoy some things that didn't require anything that looked like that. Another thing was, you know, um, when I was deciding on a high school for you, I just remember a lot of um, backlash on choosing. My son went to a, a Waldorf school, and so, um, I got a whole lot of backlash with him coming from a school like Quilombo, you know, African-centered school, to go to this, what people said was like a white school. You let these white kids teach your kid and they brainwash him and, you know, shed all of the foundation that he's received. And that actually influenced me to continue, you know, on my past to make sure that he would be put in an environment where he could hold his arm, you know, because... I wanted him to know that whatever you've received in any African community or Muslim community should be who you are wherever you go. It shouldn't just be something you can only do when you're around the Africans, you know. It should be who you are, period. So the community helped me to make that decision. What type of advice would you all offer for our listeners who might be dealing with something very similar, where the community might be uh, influencing you to make a decision that's helpful or harmful to you? What would you say... um, To our
1: listeners, as far as going forward with their decisions, Um, I would say, you know, take a practical approach to it. Just don't just dismiss, you know, whatever the community concerns are out of pocket um, initially, just because you know uh, it's it's not coming from you. Um, But you know, maybe just make lists, make a list, pros and cons, and. Um, you know, how you really feel about it will emerge through that whole process. Um, Cause there is wisdom, you know, in our communities, um, but ultimately the decision will be with you. So um, I would say, you know, just kind of do that editing process and um, yeah. Okay.
2: Doreen? I would agree with her.
0: Is that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It looked yeah. like you were still thinking. I wasn't sure. You know, yeah. so we want to we want to thank you both for being here. What happened to Hassan? Oh, to- sorry. He he had to. Uh, he had a class deadline. Okay, that's yeah. fine. But we want to thank you all for being here. Um, this has been a good conversation and an example to show other mothers and sons how to have a conversation about this topic if you're struggling with ways to bring up the topic of emotional roller coasters with your son, you know, or different ways to talk about how to deal with all of that if the community has caused you to be stressed. You know, this the purpose of this conversation was for mothers to learn how to approach the topic or for sons to be able to open up the conversation with their parents. We appreciate you both for being here and shedding light on all of these particular questions that we asked of you. Thank you for offering your insight. This has been another episode of Between Us and Y'all. We hope that our listeners have benefited from everything that we've shared today. We wanna to encourage our listeners to always work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. And?
4: Thank you guys for being here. All
0: right, thank you. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> <laughs> salam. Good day. You,
1: you too.